friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hi, Levi. Today, we are talking about the Zemael Darkhold Optional Dungeon. This is a level 44 optional dungeon in Kurthis, Central Highlands. Thank you to the listeners, Boro Goro and Raven Ghostpaw, who joined us on this run. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was super fun. If you want to hop on, make sure you click that Discord link in the show notes. We did a minimum eye level run through this dungeon, which was great. I got some of that old mechanical feel. How? So school me on on the difference. Like going into the dungeon, it like it sinks you down regardless, right? When when would we be going back in? So there is a range of um, character levels and item levels that a dungeon will accept. So the entry level for the dungeon is not necessarily the um, the maximum level. And same thing for the gear. But this feature, though, makes sure that all your gear gets squished down to whatever the devs determine the minimum acceptable level is. So anyway, we unlock Zemael Darkhold from the unlock quest that we can find in the Observatorium's base in Kurthis Central Highlands. It's in the same bunker where we meet Portalane for the first time. We will also get pointed here by our Grand Company, as this dungeon is needed to rank up your Grand Company rank if you're doing that thing. Really? Yes, you will not be able to progress past a certain rank until you complete this dungeon. The Grand Company will give you a quest saying, go do this dungeon, and then you can keep progressing through the ranks. I see. The the quest giver is named Carolote. Cario. Cario. Who gives us the rundown. This place, this dungeon, was going to be a stronghold for House Zemael, who was one of the major houses of Ishgard. However, their contractors disturbed a horde of void scent during their excavations, and now the place is overrun. Typical adventurer job, go into the place that's fucked up, go clear it out. Now we can use it again for its intended purpose. However, during the 1.0 days, this place was occupied by the Garleans, but they have since retreated. There's a bit of a discrepancy, though, between the setup and the actual dungeon's reality as you experience it going through it. The place is actually more of like a haunted spooky cavern than it is some void scent infested lair. Because we fight mostly ghosts and animals while we're going through the dungeon, and only the bosses are void scent. They're running the show with their little pets. They Maybe they corrupted the animals, possessed them with foul energies, something like that. Oh, for sure. But it, it doesn't feel, though, like a Void Scent Haven. It feels more like a haunted lair yeah. where there are Void Scent bosses. And we just got some problematic Void Scent in there. And, I mean, regardless, they're, they're pretty intense Void Scent. So if you don't have the manpower to deal with it, which they don't. Yeah, whether it's three Void Scent or 30, it's still an insurmountable challenge. In a similar vein, the original dungeon, as far as I could tell um, from pulling up info also had zero Garleans, 
despite the fact that the setup back then was that it was invaded by Garleans because they wanted that sweet, sweet dungeon goodness, the crystals down below, whatever. So um, the dungeon back in the day was also full of similar enemies being these ghosts and skeletons and hippogriffs and, um, and toads and so on. The only remnant we can see of the Garlean past, the Garlean past involvement, are these Magitek circles, which are glowing blue circles inside the dungeon that kind of just float in space. They're maybe five feet, two yalms, whatever, in diameter. Mm. And these are essentially keys where you stand in the circle for several seconds while tanking damage. A timer will tick down. It goes faster if there's more people in the circle. And then when it completes, the circle vanishes and a door will unlock. And sometimes you got to, yeah, like you said, just you're going to take some damage. You're going to be standing in an AOE. It is going to happen. You just have to deal with it. <laughs> like you're not doing it wrong. You're, you just, it's something you have to do. Um, so, you know, no pain, no gain. It's a male darkhold. No pain, no gain. For real. Yeah, because I mean, you're going to take some hits in this, like that. they're unavoidable. You will have to. And I'm assuming, though, that, that these circles are the devs saying, okay, there's Garleans mixed up in this place. Here's some Magitek for you. Right. But we never see anything like these anywhere else as far as I can think. No. No. No, no weird circles that you stand in to unlock a door. That also seems really unlike the Garleans. Maybe this was an experimental thing. Like, ooh, what if we did this thing where we made like a circle you stand in instead of like, you know, like a, like a pass key? You know, like a like a card swipe. We'll we'll do this instead. And like, you know what, guys? This was a bad idea. <laughs> yes, it was. So we'll just leave that on the cutting room floor it going seems forward. And inconvenient uh, at best. Yeah, like it's it's very sloppy. For I mean, I would love to get Nero's commentary on this shit. He probably has opinions. The weird. This tech weird is worthy of Sid Garland. Any opportunity to throw his old pal under the bus? Yes. But that is the story, though. We're just going in here. We're going to go and clean it out. You're welcome, House Zemail. Right? So for Pay this, us. Fuck you. Pay us. We do get the dungeon bonus. <clears throat> it's a few thousand we gil. Do. We do. We get some gear, too. And some sweet looking stuff. Yeah. The pince nez. I love it's those. really, though, these are all like the classic, the gills of pittance, ultimately, in the scheme of things. These are the classic, you know, adventurers. You go do this thing for us, and then whatever you find, you can keep. Mm -hmm. You're making the adventurers do the work, and you're kind of exploiting their labor by saying, hey, if you well, if you earn something that's, from I mean, the dungeon. We, we chose the life, right? We we walked into whatever city. I walked into Gridania, fresh from my hometown, ready to be an adventurer. I just had no idea that I was so special. But yeah, that was the life. I'm going to go into some dungeons. I'm going to do some crazy shit for money and maybe I'll be famous. I don't know. Did you choose life or did the life don't choose you? I swear to God. Really makes you think. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So for this run, I was playing Scholar. Jen was on Summoner. And then we had Raven as a gunbreaker and borrow on um on ninja yeah no overlaps nope <laughs> that would be gauche right you had two summoners oh like, seriously i always <laughs> if i see another summoner in the party i'm like me <laughs> <laughs> i want to be unique then we get two fat titan butts and that's the well that's the thing is our our rotations are so close you're really not getting any kind of deviation 
with I think most I well I don't know I was doing the same thing doing like EXDR as Black Mage our rotations were pretty much exactly the same um, the issue with with Summoner is that you've got these major like party buffs that if you do them at the same time if you're not coordinating that shit you will just lose the buff like if you're doing it at the same time yeah it, so that's a bummer you have to kind of be on top and also you know doing your um your Garuda AOE or not your AOE your dot if you're doing that at the same time one of those is wasted is it do I, the, I think the ground dots I I think they're right there. I, I, I always I try not to overlap those hmm. but maybe I'm an asshole um, I have not checked. It feels like, though, because they're two separate ground effects, they would both tick the enemy separately. I but would hope so. I, mean, I, that would, I don't know for sure. Yeah, I'm, I, somebody help me out. Um, I'm, I'm sure the internet has you covered. Yeah. I, was it Searing Light? So, that, yeah, that's the one that one of them is wasted, and that is that is a tragedy. So, typically, if you see another summoner in a party, just be like, hey, I'm going to throw that out first, and then you want if you want to follow that up in 30 seconds, then great. But, you know. I have a similar problem when I tank. The um the reprisal debuff does not stack. And that's for any tank. That's a roll action. If there's two gunbreakers there, the damage mitigation buff, like the anti-magic buff, um, also doesn't stack too. So if me and another gunbreaker end up in the same raid or trial and we're in sync mentally, then we will both pop those things at the same time and one will overwrite the other, mm-hmm. which sucks. So. Yeah. <laughs> hard anyway back to the mail we enter the dungeon, and we get our classic sweeping through the first stretch of it cutscene, and then we end up at our party. And as the camera gets to our group of adventurers, we can see a circular sliding door rolling shut behind us. Here we go. And there are a few doors like this in the first stretch. Not like a rolling door. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back rolling doors. <clears throat> What's with these rectangular doors all the time? I know, right? The first leg here has the most signs of the house Zemail influence. There are building supplies, just like provisions in general, shelves, racks, whatever. It looks like this is kind of like an occupied Ishgardian base. Mm-hmm. Less hospitable, though, is the all-seeing eye, who we run into almost right away. <clears throat> He's a sentinel. This is a big kind of purplish Araman, the winged eyeball creatures. And all through the first stretch, it will swoop through the dungeon and blast your party when it passes by you with a giant energy wave that will fuck up your health. It'll fuck up your health. It's bad. It's bad. So the way you deal with that is you head towards the light. Head towards the light. You'll see, you know, this light lavender area. Um, what is it called? Crystal Veil? Something like that? Yes. Yes. So what that does, that's your that's your mitigation for this uh, raid-wide. Right. That will give you a little buff pop-up saying, hey, you're safe. Yeah. It's it's necessary. So, Though, like, yeah, hang out, hang out in the purple. I wouldn't blame anyone for missing that because... Amongst, oh, I did. Amongst all the other chaos, who's going to see a little buff tick up? I just, I was like, you know, I got into a room, sat down, started firing things. I'm like, oh shit. And I got got. And then I moved. I was like three feet away. 
It, it didn't. I don't. I was like, I've done this before, right? Nah. Obviously not. I'm just just busy. It's hard to. <laughs> I can't. I'm very bad at multitasking. So obviously, like you know, there's like chatting going on and stuff, which is like the whole point. And so I'm like, I I have to like. You know, I'm listening and there's like questions being thrown out and I'm trying to answer them. So like if I, yeah, I'm going to be doing both of those things in a very shitty way. I'm not going to be, you know, talking good <laughs> and, and I'm not going to be playing good. Uh, uh, both of those things will suffer if I'm trying to do both of them at the same time. Jin, no talk good. Uh, yeah, but there's, there was really like no skin in the game there. It's, it's fine. But yeah, that's I, I got hit a couple of times. You were very charming, Jin. Aw. As always. Stop. Yeah, so if you're doing chain pulls, then you want to group up your enemies inside these light areas to make sure you don't get blasted by the eye while you're healing and, and tanking and shit. In the first bunch, we just fight through some hippogriffs and the mole creatures and the, the spermy ghosts, and that's that. Until eventually, though, we get through one of these locked rolly doors and enter a large chamber with multiple of these crystals that shine this anti-eye light. <laughs> yeah, anti-eye light. It, that, this is a big, big space. And depending on how quickly you run through this stuff, you'll be running back and forth between crystals. As the light moves from one to the other, you need to follow the light, fight there. If it moves, follow it again, fight there. Uh, rinse and repeat. Right, because this is now the boss fight. This is when the eye that's been harassing us so far becomes vulnerable. So we can now lure it into the light, fight it, and then chase it, like Jen said, once the light moves elsewhere. Yeah. It's a very untraditional boss fight, in my opinion. I find all the gimmicky mechanics to be very charming. And I yeah. frankly wish we had more stuff where it required you to interact with the environment versus just having to deal with boss patterns. Dungeons get to a point they're they're very formulaic. Um, they're just it's like the same same pattern with a different skin on it, which is you know good and bad. And ARR dungeons are just a complete crapshoot. But we were talking about it a little after afterwards, and and I'm like, you know what? There there are a lot of little gimmicky mechanics in this dungeon, like a lot of little gimmicky mechanics. Some new, some old, but like they really shoved them into this particular dungeon for yep. some reason. <laughs> So anyway, uh, we fight the eye, it summons and adds from time to time. It has like a conal gaze attack, so you can either just dodge the cone or you can turn your back to it, whichever. We kill its buddies, we kill the eye, and we move on. Pretty basic fight, all in all, once you have the crystal maneuvering thing yeah. down. And then we will teleport from here through like a, um, it looks like a magitech device also, I think. It's a magitech transporter. Yeah. yeah. This so, is much more straightforward. This is... <laughs> we just click it and we teleport through Yeah, this it. is fine. And we now enter the second stretch. We wiped here. Uh, yeah, we did. This it was, it was a lot of stuff. This is a party killer. I've seen a lot of wipes happen here. The main reason being is that there are now the giant toads, the nicks in this stretch. And not only does this place have a lot of verticality to it, the nicks will do this stomping knockback attack and they will shoot you into another pack of enemies, or into these glowing red crystal outcroppings, which will explode periodically mm -hmm. and hurt you a lot, mm -hmm. or they can knock you off the edge onto yeah. a lower floor into more enemies and also fall damage. Yeah, rough. <laughs> Here, first pull, got a few enemies, whatever. With the min eye level, tank was taking a lot of damage, especially. I was trying to heal and then like 
three quarters of the way through the cast bar for my heal. I got knocked back into the next enemy pack by the Nyx. Lost my cast. Also pulled more enemies. Oh, yeah. And then that was all that was it. downhill from there. Yes. <laughs> it just spiraled out of control so fast. But then we, of course, revived and retried and we were all good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. It's it's nice having this very kind of dangerous environment, frankly. And yeah, then totally. we'll, we'll get the same thing coming up in Arm Vale in a couple episodes where we have that nice first room. <laughs> okay, so yeah, next fight was the ogre guy, and then he's got his ogre buddies throwing... Uh... Yes, this is Towlerd. Towlerd? Yeah, probably. Great. <clears throat> Towlerd. This one is relatively straightforward. You just gotta be on your toes, because everybody's gonna get targeted with these with these AoEs from the ogres throwing boulders up above. So you're gonna be running around a lot. But other than that, it's pretty... It's a, you know, it's a very familiar fight. This guy is, of course, one of the ogre-type void scent. He will hop down into the arena with you and fight you for a bit. He's got some AoEs, dodge them, whatever. It's the norm. And then his buddies will show up, and they will not be targetable, but they will throw rocks at you from the precipice of this arena. That's a good friend. Friend will show up and throw throw rocks for you. After dealing with Talyard... Talord. That sounds terrible no matter how I phrase it. It's an awkward combination of letters. Yes. Talord. 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 It's It's gross. I don't like it. It feels bad in my mouth. That's that void scent taste. Gross. Anyway, um, last stretch, it's pretty samey from the last one. Rather than being on these kind of this multi-leveled area, it's just like a cave. But there are more exploding crystals. There are more magitech circles that you have to stand in the crystals to mm-hmm. unlock. And we run into some skeletons now. So either the souls of the slain miners working for House Zemael, or maybe they were animated by the Void Scent. Yeah. We drew some parallels between this dungeon and Hawk Manor. And because, well, yeah, so there's, again, like this floating eye sentinel that you can't really kill floating around. That's that's a huge one. But then there's, like, you know, the undead. And then, uh, you know, uh, souls with unfinished business floating around. So there's, like, a lot of the same mobs. So it feels kind of like the same. It's like a haunted mansion, but it's caves, haunted cave. With, again, just rando void sense. It's, it's very similar. We know why the Hawk Manor Void Scent are there. We don't know where these Void Scent come from, as far as I know. I think these guys are just opportunists. Like, hey, look, a cool cave. Yeah. I get the impression from the setup that this was more of like a, a buried secret in the earth type thing. Maybe from Vok or something. Uh, you know, some past settlement, outpost, whatever. Because they appeared after House Zemael started to excavate this network so they could fortify it as a stronghold. Ah, all right, so Zemail, House Zemail was the uh, was the opportunist here. Exactly. Yeah. Moving in all those void scent lands. Yeah. It's just like Copperbell. Just let them live their lives, man. We fight through the last stretch. There's also Drakes, just the the fiery lizard guys here too. And then we get to the last boss, Batral. Batral has the same kind of model as the other gargoyle void scent have. Mm-hmm. He's got the, the real creepy, elongated limbs look, uh, very spiky. It's 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 Ifrit-ish. Yeah, yeah. in a sense. Um, but this guy is huge, though. Yeah, huge. Huge. And is, he's... He, is he the biggest thing that we have fought in a dungeon thus far? Maybe. 
maybe the dragon in Longstop yeah. is of comparable size. But the dragon he's... in Longstop or the dragon in uh, Stone Vigil. Yes, both big. Yeah. So same scale, roughly. This guy might have more height. They've I got think, more mass. I think he's bigger than Longstop, but not bigger than Stone Vigil Dragon. That's the final answer. <laughs> All right. You yeah. can at Jen if yeah, you, he's if she's very, wrong. Yeah, he's very impressive. It's a big arena. He's a tall, lanky dude, and he, he is using that space. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I found this to be especially fun on this run because with the men eye level, he does these cleaves around him that are not telegraphed. He'll just fuck you. Everyone gets hurt nearby him. And that does a huge chunk of damage to everyone around. Yeah. It's not one of those frontal cleaves where the tank points him away and you're good to go. It's going to fuck up everyone in the vicinity. And because this fight is mobile and also because the cave has kind of like a choke point, it's a three-pointed cave where there are there's the entrance and then there's a fork going left and right. Mm-hmm. And you'll be using the whole space during the fight. And that fork, though, is kind of like the choke point where you will congregate before the next phase. So you're kind of incentivized to close in to the boss, and then he will punish you for doing so by doing his double sword cleave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> carrying carrying through this dungeon is the theme of crystals that will hurt you. Or um, help you. Yeah. Crystals. Um <laughs> So in in each node, there's going to be a like a big pile of crystals, and occasionally, what's his face, Balrog, Patrol, Patrol. What he will do, just like the guy in uh, Deepcroft, he is going to tether to one of these crystals. He will become invulnerable. You have to break the tether by destroying the crystal, and he'll do that three times because there's three crystals. And then you're all kind of forced into this little uh, tributary. Um, in the cavern and so maneuvering is a little little weird it can be a little tight but yeah and also he will drop like a huge line aoe yeah on top of you he will target one player with this so if you're a melee character and you need to punch those crystals then fuck everyone in the vicinity <laughs> hopefully if you're a ranged character you are not in line between him and the crystal and that might help your other dps keep their uptime yeah once we take out all three crystals, he will start dropping these void puddles on the ground too. Just damage areas you've got to step out of. And that's that. We do the things, take down the boss, and that's a Zemail. Zemails. We, before we got into the dungeon, I couldn't remember what it was about until it was, it was probably Raven that was like, oh, this is the one with the eyeball and the crystals. And stuff. I'm like, oh, god damn it. This one always fucks me up. Because like I said, it's chock full of gimmicks. It's got the, the weird Magitek circle key shits that hurt you. And then it's got the fucking the circle of light that is the good stuff. And then blowing up crystals and all sorts of like weird, weird animals. And it's just, it's it's like they took all sorts of unused elements from every other dungeon ever and threw them into this one. It's got everything. Well, the Magitek things came from the 1.0 incarnation of the dungeon. So they kind of just ripped those forward and repurposed them here. And yeah, never again, because the Garleans learned their mistake. Like, this is the stupidest <laughs> thing we've ever invented. Why did we do this? Was it like to keep the riffraff out? Was it just like an exercise in R&D? Was it like, we don't know, whatever, but it, it's real dumb. Um, so that's a mechanic that also when I was, you know, I 
just starting out doing this dungeon like the, the first few times in roulettes and stuff like it fucked me up sometimes you would get into a group of people where the you know somebody would be like all right um they would see the little sprout and they'd be like okay stand in the purple light stand in the light and i didn't really know why i'm like okay i'm just standing in the light it just i didn't it was very hard for me to connect these dots so not fond memories of Smail Darkhold. And when I learned that that's what we were getting into, I'm like, I'm, it's fine now, obviously, but still, like, there's just echoes of, of, of trauma. But it's, it's, it's fun. I don't hate it. Nice. Smail Darkhold. We don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like this dungeon quite a bit, actually. I'm happy to see it once in a while. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't come up very often. So... Well, I think it was the last Mog Tome event where that was um, one of the lower level dungeons that dropped tomes. So I saw it quite a bit then (laughs) during that event, but that's fine. Sure. Yeah. Like once you get it, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's pretty breezy to run too if you do get it. Yeah, I think so. Um, Because then you like, you know where to stand. It just it just goes very smoothly. But if you're trying to like parse everything, you're trying to, you know, you know, sight read what's going on as far as mechanics and buffs and debuffs and shit, it can be a real hard time, especially if nobody else is kind of helping you out. (laughs) Though the tutorial of the crystals is kind of low key good. The boss mechanic is previewed in the dungeon run up to the boss. They're really good at doing that. They're in... In dungeons, in boss fights, in, you know, there's always like the the little baby version of the mechanic to prepare you for what is to come. Any other comments on the dungeon, Jin? No, it was really, it was really fun. Uh, it was, it was really fun to run uh, with Raven and Boro. And it was a super successful trial run of that whole thing. And yeah, we're super going to do it again. And we'll, we'll talk more about, you know, what other like group content we might be getting into but for that check the discord <laughs> there it is doing your job jen what's my job chief of marketing oh great is that a bad decision or... it's a great decision god damn it next time we will be playing through the main story quest escape from castrum century see you then And that will do it for this episode. A little BB episode. It was it was um, fun to talk about something that, uh, you know, a couple of listeners got to do. I kind of love these little episodes, these little jewel box experiences we get in the game. Um, anyway, I probably should have said that when you're like, Jen, do you have any other thoughts? But we, uh, we super appreciate you guys and, and thank you so much for listening. You can get in touch with us. Well, okay, like Levi said, there's a fucking Discord. Check the show notes. Oh my God, the Discord. Blah. We have a, a, quite a few people on there already and just people are like chatting and showing pictures of their characters and like, this is good times. Or you can email us at uh, podreturnffxiv at gmail.com on Twitter at podreturn. And with that, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, Have a good day or night. And we will see you next time.